Well, LSU took down Arkansas with a walk-off field goal, take it 34-31, and extend their conference record to 2-0 following their win against Mississippi State last weekend. So a win is a win, and you'll take it. But who stood out the most in Tiger Stadium on Saturday night? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Also, you can check us out on YouTube as well. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every single day. You can find me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton One, or you can find me um, for any podcast updates at Locked on LSU. So, Tigers win at 34-31. I have a full game breakdown in case you missed it. You can find that wherever you find your podcast and also on YouTube as well. Full game breakdown of what went wrong, what went right, what I liked, what I didn't like. And really my overarching theme of the podcast and really my overarching theme of that Arkansas game is you found a way to win. Look, it didn't go how I thought it was going to go. Absolutely not. It didn't go how you probably expected it to go. I mean, I my official score prediction last year, I think I picked LSU to win it like 34-14. Like, I even talked about, could this be another opportunity for LSU's backups to come in and get some opportunity to play? So, I mean, for it to come down to the wire and for me to do as much sweating as I did, like, absolutely not. I didn't expect that. But this is the SEC. And you are playing at the highest level of college football. Not everything goes according to plan. I used this example yesterday on the podcast, and that's that Texas came down to the wire with Wyoming. Colorado went to double overtime against Colorado State, and they were two point double-digit point favorites. Georgia hasn't looked necessarily dominant, whether it be Ball State or UAB. Georgia struggled along the way. Even LSU's 2019 team came down to a field goal against Auburn. But the best teams always find ways to win. Georgia last year was a much better team than Missouri was. I think Missouri finished the season 6-6 six and six at best, maybe 7-5. and five. Georgia obviously went on to win its second national championship in as many years. Georgia and Missouri was an incredibly tight game. It was so close. Like, like, Missouri had no business being in that game. It was a really close game. But Georgia found a way to win it because Georgia was a good football team, because Georgia was the better team. So these kinds of games happen. Unfortunately, I don't think that's the last kind of game that we saw like that from LSU. This isn't going to be the last time that it might come down to the final possession or who scores last or you need to score on every single possession of the second half in order to stay in it in order to win these games. These games are ugly. It happens like that sometimes. And sure, I would love if every game looked like how it looked against Mississippi State. Where at half, I could honestly say, all right, cool. My work here is done. Like, let me crack open an athletic brewing beverage. Let me kick my feet up because this was easy. Unfortunately, I think that those games are going to be much more few and far between than the tight ones are. But we didn't sign up for being an LSU fan because things were easy. 
We know way better than that. We know way better than that, that sometimes joyless murder ball is uh, not as common maybe as we would like, but that's the fun in it. And it was a fun game overall. And I can say that because we're far enough removed from Saturday night and from me, you know, gnawing on my fingernails and being incredibly anxious. We're far enough removed from that now where I can say, Hey, all that was fun. Even though there was several expletives that came out of my mouth several times throughout that game. But um, you won. And that's the most important thing. So in a win, and this is what I want to do every week, every time LSU wins, is give out my game balls. Give out credit to where I think credit is due. I'll do it offensively, defensively, and with special teams. So let me start offensively. And whenever I do game balls, uh, you know, whether it be for LSU or for my local radio station here in Nashville, whenever I have a hard time picking who gets the game ball, I think that's either for one of two reasons. It's either for a really good reason or a really bad reason. It's either for a really good reason because there are so many players who deserve it or a really bad reason because you can't pick one person that deserves the credit over the others. This, fortunately, for LSU... I had a hard time picking my game ball recipient offensively because I felt like there were so many players who deserved it. When I first, my first thought was either Malik Neighbors or Brian Thomas or both. I mean, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas were responsible for the biggest, most explosive plays of the game. I mean, LSU scored four touchdowns and then those two field goals, but Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors combined for those four touchdowns. Brian Thomas had two. Malik Neighbors had two. Each had over 100 yards. Brian Thomas had five receptions for 133. Malik Neighbors had eight for 130. Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors were your game changers. And I think you're starting to see, because we knew that that trust existed between Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. I mean, we saw that last year. It was on full display against Mississippi State. It was on full display against Arkansas. That trust. Like, there was one play. It was that Jaden Daniels passed to Malik Neighbors. I believe it was Malik's first touchdown in the game. Where Jaden Daniels fit it in, in the most perfect position. Where, and and. ESPN played a replay of it that I think really did, you know, Jaden Daniels vision justice. And it was basically from Jaden Daniels point of view. And you see just like the tightest little window and Jaden Daniels put it in a place where I thought there was no way Malik neighbors was going to be there. And boom, there he is to catch it. And then had a clear, um, just a clear couple of steps into the end zone. That's the kind of trust that Jaden Daniels and Malik neighbors have. That's the kind of chemistry that those two have, that Jaden Daniels just knows that he's going to be able to get there. But I'm seeing that start to grow with Brian Thomas as well. Now, to be fair, like Brian Thomas has had his fair share of drops, whether it was against Arkansas or whether it was against Florida State. But I think that you're starting to see that that chemistry grow a little bit more and that trust grow a little bit more uh, because Brian Thomas, he was solely responsible for that first touchdown drive. It was the big, you know, uh, what was it, 26-yard pass, I believe it was. And then it was the second big pass in the end zone. Um, huge. I mean, Luke Neighbors and Brian Thomas were absolute game breakers, game changers. But I felt like that was obvious. You know, Brian Thomas got the game ball from Brian Kelly. So I don't I don't want to diminish their performances in the slightest, but I like to be different. You know, I, I want to be a little bit different. I want to highlight somebody that may not be, um, you know, the sexiest on the box score, may not be the obvious choice. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think outside the box here. So I'm giving my game ball. Brian Kelly gives his to Brian Thomas. Well-deserved. Um, my pick is Logan Diggs. 
He had 14 rushes for 97 yards, zero touchdowns on the day. So when you hear that, you, you um, the box score shows you, okay, pretty productive day from Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas, excuse me, Logan Diggs, nothing super sexy. And I think that was kind of the day that we saw from Logan Diggs. Nothing super sexy, no super massive, you know, 40, 50-yard gains, no, you know, big, you know, just popped off runs for a touchdown, no touchdowns at all for Logan Diggs. It wasn't anything that really stood out that made you say, wow, like that should be on SportsCenter Top 10. Nothing that made you think, wow, that number three for LSU, like he's unstoppable. But it was the full body of work from Logan Diggs. That no, he didn't do anything super sexy. He just went in and got stuff done. He was just a freaking workhorse. He was effective. He was efficient. And every time he had the football in his hands, I thought, okay, if Logan Diggs can pick up seven here, that might be three or four for any other running back in college football, honestly. He fought for extra yardage. He was able to push through heavy fronts that Arkansas was putting up defensively. I mean, also, I mean, like, Logan Diggs was responsible for several first downs when he needed them most. He set up that second Brian Thomas touchdown with a 13-yard run in the second half. He picked up a first down. That set up the touchdown. And then the third touchdown drive, so the second of the second half, with the third touchdown drive of the game, he had two first downs and set up that Malik Neighbors touchdown. He was just overall reliable. He just did tough work. It wasn't sexy, and he didn't have, you know, the big two touchdown days like Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas had, but he was effective, and he did what he needed to do. So Logan Diggs gets my game ball. I said it after Grambling, and I'll continue it. Logan Diggs, he is your workhorse back. But coming up next, my defensive game balls. We'll get into that right after this. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. But you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And you can do that when you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So I work for a radio station in Nashville. Of course, you know, college football season, NFL season, it's our busiest time of the year. We had a job opening just a few weeks before football season. So we're scrambling. It was kind of unexpected. We needed to find someone to come in and fill that job, but also do it pretty quickly because, you know, the busiest season of the year was upon us. So we went to LinkedIn Jobs to fill that role. It was so incredibly easy to create a free job post. We just went on LinkedIn, created that free job posting, and then added the purple hashtag hiring frame. So that let all of our LinkedIn connections know that we were hiring. And it was free, and it was incredibly quick. And one of the best things about it is that LinkedIn Jobs has these screening questions and other simple tools that make it so easy to focus on just the right candidates with just the right skills, expertise, and experience. So we didn't have to filter through ourselves or interview candidates that maybe didn't have exactly what we were looking for. LinkedIn Jobs took care of that for us. And we found the perfect person that could help us achieve our goals and have a positive impact on the radio station during one of the biggest and most important seasons of the year. Which is why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality Qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. 
Terms and conditions apply. All right, well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, college football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every Friday, Lockdown will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. to noon local Baton Rouge time on every single Lockdown College YouTube channel, including this one. If you're watching Lockdown LSU on YouTube, you can find College Football Kickoff Live here on Friday morning. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Lockdown can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Lockdown College hosts covering their team every single day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. to noon local Baton Rouge time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right, my offensive game ball is um, Logan Diggs. And look, I know Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas are more than deserving of getting a game ball. Brian Thomas did ultimately get the game ball from Brian Kelly. But I'm looking at the workhorse. You know, Logan Diggs, who's probably not going to get all of the accolades, might not be in a ton of highlight rules from that game, but his impact was immeasurable. And, you know, it was just, you know, it wasn't the sexiest thing in the world. It was just work. He just got it done. So Logan Diggs, my offensive game ball. Defensively. Now, I have plenty of bones to pick with LSU's defense. And that's what we'll get into on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU. Two areas of the defense that are incredibly concerning to me. So after a day where you gave up, you know, 31 points to to an Arkansas team, and you gave up um, as many third downs as you did against Arkansas. Let me pull it up, the exact numbers. So Arkansas was 8 of 13 on third down. That's just simply just just not good. Like, that's not good enough. You can't do that consistently on a consistent basis against good teams and any team in the SEC and expect your job to be easy. So for as many defensive issues as LSU had on Saturday night, it was also pretty difficult for me to pick one defensive player that like the, just the one player that I felt like was deserving more than other players. Like I felt like there were three or four, or even five players that deserved recognition for a defensive game ball. And it's because those players stepped up in a moment that was so incredibly important. That's something that I touched on yesterday's podcast is one reason why you won this football game was because of your third down defense. It was because when the defense excuse me, third down defense, I 100% take that back. That was an issue is third down defense. That's what we'll get into tomorrow. Red zone defense is what I meant. You Part of the reason why you won this football game is because of red zone defense. That in two trips to the red zone, Arkansas kicked field goals. I mean, six points versus 14 points. Very, very, very different story. I mean, you were trailing 13-10 at the half when you very much easily could have been trailing 21-10. And that's a totally different story. So the red zone defense stepped up huge in a huge, huge way. So that's why when I was handing up my defensive game balls, I've got two. And that's probably not allowed, but this is my show, so I can do whatever I want. Um, My first one, while I talk about the red zone defense, it goes to Whit Weeks. Whit Weeks has gone out there as a true freshman and looks like a grown freaking man. 
Omar Spates was ruled out against Mississippi State. And I'm thinking, man, you know, this is a guy with like so many quality starts under his belt. First team all Pac-12, former captain at Oregon State. Losing him is going to hurt, especially after you had him against Florida State and your defense struggled that mightily with him. So I thought, okay, this is an opportunity for, you know, a younger guy or a guy on the depth chart to really step up. And honestly, Weeks has looked better than Omar Spates looked in that first week as a true freshman. Um, Whit Weeks had nine tackles on the day and that big sack. And it was in Arkansas's possession where they went for the fake field goal. So it was fourth and two. They tried to kick it. They faked the field goal. They picked up the first down. And then there was a sequence where both he and Makai Wingo sacked KJ Jefferson. And then on the next play, Deshaun Womack had a sack as well. Huge stop. Huge, huge, huge stop for LSU there because that easily, again, could have been seven points. And you forced Arkansas to blow not just one, but two timeouts. And they still ended up kicking a field goal because of your defensive front and because there was so much pressure on KJ Jefferson. And part of that, a huge part of that was Whit Weeks. So there's two reasons why Whit Weeks gets a defensive game ball. One, because the performance was, was just fantastic. And two, that's two good defensive performances from a true freshman. And I think that that also deserves accolades in and of itself. So what weeks out there playing like he is not a true freshman. My second defensive game ball goes to Andre Sam. Now, Andre Sam missed a tackle there early in the game. Um, he whiffed on a tackle and early on and then a couple missed tackles against Mississippi State as well. But I felt like overall from... Mississippi State to now, Andre Sam has gotten better. He had a huge tackle early in the first quarter, and then he had that big interception. So Jaden Daniels throws the interception, and I'm thinking, oh, goodness. Like, you know, this offense can't get anything moving. Arkansas is marching down the field. Now you're giving them a new opportunity. And then Andre Sam comes up with a massive interception. LSU gets the the, the ball back, which doesn't excuse the Jaden Daniels interception, but you at least avoided disaster because of what Andre Sam did. Um, he stepped up big time. He stepped up big time. He was incredibly tough. He was an absolute dog on Saturday night. And you can see it. You can tell. Because sometimes, like, let's take the, the um, fourth quarter against Florida State, for example. It felt like the defense just gave up. Like, it felt like everyone was just deflated. So you can feel that. That is as palpable as a player that is just foaming at the mouth. And I felt like that's how Andre Sam went out and played against Arkansas is he just wanted it. He wanted it so bad. And there were moments where Andre Sam was your best defensive back on the field. So I thought that that was huge for the defense, both with weeks and Andre Sam. And the encouraging thing about that to me is both of those guys are newcomers into your program. Andre Sam transfers in from Marshall. And of course, Whit Weeks is a true freshman. Add on Deshaun Womack, a true freshman who had another big sack on KJ Jefferson in that third and 16, that same you know fake field goal possession um, where you kick them to, where you hold them to a kick rather. Um, those are three newcomers to the program. Two of them true freshmen that had massive uh, impact for you on Saturday night. So I think that's huge. And I think it's also a really big testament to those guys and being able to make their impact be felt early in this coaching staff, getting them integrated into this defense. But coming up next, special teams game ball. We will do that coming up next. 
Now it is time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Because much like Andre Sam and that big-time interception when LSU needed it the most, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. I'm going through all my game balls on today's edition. I just mentioned how Andre Sam gets one of my two defensive game balls, and it's because Andre Sam plays with such a fire and such a passion. And when Jaden Daniels threw the interception and the LSU offense was struggling to get things moving, Arkansas's offense was moving. Andre Sam came up with the interception of KJ Jefferson. LSU got the ball back, and it felt like the momentum started to shift toward LSU's sideline, and it was because of Andre Sam. So Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. I mean, they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They're full of flavor, and they're well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. If you've tried other maybe non-alcoholic beers, non-alcoholic drinks, it just kind of tastes like water. You know, there's not a whole lot of flavor to it, but that is not the case with Athletic Brewing Company. Their brews are great tasting and they're award-winning and they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. One of the best things for me with Athletic Brewing Company is it allows me the, you know, the satisfaction of having uh, a drink that might taste like the beers that I love, but it's also no hangover and I can enjoy it and continue doing things throughout the rest of my day. So when I'm sitting here doing a podcast, hey, I can open up an Athletic Brewing Uh, my favorite is the lime and salt one. So I'll open up one of those and it's just a delicious beverage that I can treat myself with and it won't compromise my work and I don't have to deal with a hangover ever. That's the wonderful part of it. So whether you're just looking for a delicious alternative for hanging out by the pool or sitting on the porch or watching your favorite team play football on a Saturday or Sunday, or whether you're sober curious or you are sober, or you're just looking for different opportunities and options, Athletic Brewing has what you're looking for. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get 15% off your first order. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Like I mentioned, coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU, two areas of the LSU defense that are incredibly concerning. And it's not just from the Arkansas game. Unfortunately, it's looking like this could be a trend. So two areas of concern for the LSU defense coming up in tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU. But finishing up with my game balls. Offensively, for me, it's Logan Diggs. I just freaking love Logan Diggs. And I I think that I feel the need or the desire to give Logan Diggs as much credit as I'm giving him because I feel like oftentimes there will be production or plays or, you know, just a a game overall where a player might not get a whole lot of love. Like, let's, for example, take the offensive line. Like, if the left tackle has the game of his life, we're probably not talking about it because it's not sexy to talk about a left tackle, but it's so incredibly important to the overall story of the game. It's so important to the overall production of the offense. Running back is very similar. And that a running back can have a solid, productive, and good game, but it often looks unnoticed without a 50 or 60-yard you know run that's popped off into the end zone. Logan Diggs didn't have a single play that stood out that was like, 
wow, oh my goodness, like this is crazy, this is amazing. It was just constant production. So Logan Diggs gets my offensive game ball. Whit Weeks and Andre Sam split my defensive game ball, looking at special teams. I don't know how I couldn't give it to Damian Ramos. I mean, he came up with two kicks when they needed them most. It was the field goal in the first half that got LSU on the board, and then it was that field goal to finish off the game. And LSU was able to get it close enough that it was a very, very manageable field goal. I believe the first field goal was 29, and then the second was perhaps 22. I'll pull it up in front of me. Um, So let's see, kicking... Okay, so the longest one was 24. So that first one was 24. I believe the second one was 22. So none of these kicks weren't manageable. I mean, these are easy kicks that any kicker in college football should be making when your longest kick is 24 yards. But he did it. He made them. And that came down. The, a field goal was the, the difference between a win and a loss. And Damian Ramos was able to come up with those. And that's my point with special teams that I have been making for months and months going on almost a year now. When Brian Kelly talks about special teams being an advantage for us. Look, I don't need special teams to be an advantage for you. There was nothing that happened on Saturday night in Death Valley, special teams wise, that was like, wow, you know, that really helped the football team. It was just Damian Ramos coming out and making the kicks that he was supposed to make, making two easy kicks. He did it. Wipe your hands off onto the next one. So it's nothing crazy. It's nothing amazing. It's not, you know, the 61 yard thicker kicker, uh, you know, field goal that Mizzou kicked in order to beat number 15 Kansas State. It, it wasn't anything like that. It was just, here's your job. We need you to do this. And then you're going to do it. So I don't need special teams to be a massive advantage for LSU. I just need special teams to not be a liability. I just need special teams to not be a disadvantage. And that's what Damian Ramos did. He went out, kicked his kicks. Woohoo! Go Tigers. You win. You're 2-0 on to Ole Miss this weekend. So Logan Diggs, Andre Sam, Whit Weeks, and Damian Ramos, they get my offensive, defensive, and special teams game balls against Arkansas. I said it. On Sunday's game breakdown, I said, look, it's hard to win in this league. You get a win, be happy about it, and move on. But we would be lying to ourselves, and I would be lying to you if I said that we could just move on without any of what we saw on Saturday night being an issue. Because there were some fundamental problems that we saw on Saturday night that need to get resolved before we take on Ole Miss this weekend. That's what I'll get into on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU.